Listen to the whole episode to get great tips around outsourcing your accounts, around building your wholesale to a list of 400 plus wholesale customers and much, much more. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Today's guest was a recommendation from our partners, Awesome. So thanks to Acash and the team for putting us in touch with this awesome e-commerce store. If you've got e-commerce stores as clients and if you'd like a name check like this one, get in touch and I'll tell you how we can make it happen. Now, in today's episode, we're getting quite kind of ops and wholesale focused, which was a surprise. I didn't think we'd go there, but then often these these interviews do not go where I think they're going to go. But our guest has some super great uh, insight on how to build a really strong wholesale platform for your uh, your products. She's also sharing some great insights about how she hit upon the product idea she's run with. She she started multiple e-commerce stores and she talks about how she decided which ones to drop, which ones to keep and how then she's gone about growing them. She's built a really powerful remote team. So she's sharing her advice on how to do that. Um, I think she's someone who's really going to go places because her way of thinking, I think, is inspiring in itself. So make sure you listen to the end of the episode so you don't miss out on any of her top tips, which are frequently described as the best bit of the show and my own take on this episode. Getting an online business off the ground is not easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up a free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes, thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Lucy Jeffrey is the founder and CEO at Bearkind, seller of bamboo socks that save endangered animals. Bearkind are based in the UK and sell globally via Shopify and wholesale platform Fair. Founded in 2018, last year they hit £200,000 of sales. Hello, Lucy. Hi, Chloe. Thanks so much for having me on. It's awesome to have you here. I love what you guys are doing. But how did you get started in e-commerce? How did you get into this weird world we all inhabit? Yeah, so, well, it's, we've hit four years now since I incorporated the company. Um, I was working for a bank at the time and I wanted to do something else with my life. So I was just kind of testing different things that I could do outside of the banking world and wanted to go into the kind of sustainable product space. So I started with reusable straws and I actually started with a drop shipping method. Uh, so it's still all via Shopify. Um, 
But yeah, I started drop shipping reusable straws. They were coming from China. It wasn't a great method because it's it's not very sustainable. They were taking weeks to arrive. So I very, very quickly worked out that that was not a sustainable way of uh, running my business. So as soon as I'd had maybe like one or two sales to strangers, I invested in my own stock. So I, I bought like the minimum order. I think there were like a thousand bags of straws. I got them shipped to my flat. And I just started from there. So I was kind of tinkering about. There were various other products before I landed on my socks, which I ultimately quit my job for. Um, so that's how I started. I just kind of fell into it. Um, but it, I feel like a lot of people do that. They just kind of play around different products, test it out. And then when they hit the the product that people seem to like the most, it's doubling down in that area. I think a, a lot of people, like you say, do it, but a lot then hold on to the wrong product. Mm, yes. Because they've got a... F- an emotional connection to it, or they just like, I will make this work. I will make this work. So for anyone who might think they might be in that box at the moment, what, what advice could you give them on how to give up on one idea? How did you know you should give up on the reusable straws? How did you know you should give up on the other ones? And committing to the socks is an easier answer, I think, to explain, but the, why did you dump the others, I suppose? Oh, just following the data, honestly, like we and I was testing. It's not like the straws weren't performing well when I moved to the socks. I was just testing different products. And the premise behind the socks is 10 percent of the profits are donated to the animal on the sock. So that method kind of makes sense for the socks because you can have like an animal printed on the sock. You can't really do that for some of the other products I had. So that was one reason that I moved away from them. But as soon as I kind of started selling the socks, the data was just telling me that they were selling a lot better and the straws and t-shirts and things started to move into what I'd call age stock and they'd be much slower to sell. We still have some, they're still sitting there and I need to really get rid of them. We, We use them as kind of giveaways and gifts and like extra prizes and things like that. But that just goes to show that there wasn't really a market for them because they're still sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) And were you, were you ever tempted to keep multiple of them going or was it very clear to you, right? I'm going to focus in on the one that's working and give it my all. I focused in on this one. Um, because I just wanted to be more consistent on the website. Like they felt, although there's like a sustainable edge to them and I, you know, the reusable straws were great as a product. I feel like they kind of had their heyday, like everyone went nuts for them and I feel like they've quieted down a bit now. So there was that side of it that I was like, actually, it's not even worth my time investing in them when, you know, they're not really fit for the market anymore. And also they exploded everywhere. Like these straws were literally like you'd go into Urban Outfitters, you go into Asda, like they'd just be everywhere. And it would just annoy me because I was like, I know where they come from. They're all exactly the same product. We're just like marketing them slightly differently. We're all charging different prices. And I was like, there is nothing um, unique anymore about these. So I moved away from them. Excellent answer. There's so much in just that answer. I love it. Um, So you've been going for four years now. You started it yourself, got big enough to quit your job. What does the team look like four years down the line? Yeah, good question. So when I quit my job, it was still just me. So end of 2020, um, I left the bank and it wasn't until May 21 that I brought on my first team member. At the time, the UK were doing the government's like Kickstarter scheme. So it was, um, yeah, they bought it in to help well, like re-stimulate people getting into jobs. So they were offering to pay to, for me to have someone on, on my books for six months. So she was 25 hours a week and the government paid for her. 
and it was awesome and she was so good and at the end of it I kept her on and she's still with me full time today and I also brought on an intern that summer so I was kind of like using different systems you know that I've had now four members of staff that I like haven't paid for myself <laughs> and then event- <laughs> and then eventually have like offered them a full-time role where I'm paying for them so I think I've been lucky in the fact that there's been various different like platforms and um, systems that I can use to bring them on but yeah there's there's four me and four full-time people now in the company quite heavily in the marketing side of the business so the first girl Jess who came on in 21 very creative person. She does photography. Uh, you know, she's a whiz on Photoshop. She's kind of just come in and done all different bits of creative stuff. And I think this, the way I've structured the team is we're very much, I think everyone knows that we have their strengths. We have what they're interested in and we'll play to those, but also kind of anything's up for grabs. We're a tiny company. So we need people to be able to kind of adapt and just jump into what's necessary at the time. Uh, so a lot of kind of all rounders within the team that just do a bit of everything as well. And you're doing, you're running your team remotely, aren't yes. you? Yeah, you're not all that, yeah. sat in the office shouting across the de- desks at each other. So I feel like a lot of e-commerce businesses in particular are scared of the remote working piece because it will reduce collaboration. But as you've just explained, your team is all about collaboration and people jumping in and getting on with stuff. So how do you make that work well remotely? Yeah, it's a good question because it's it's something we've been trying to work on recently, especially as we've grown quite quickly this summer. So we've we've had a few interns come in in this summer. So with the, our team is seven right now. That's the biggest it's ever been. They're going back to uni, so we'll drop back down again. But it's the biggest our team ever have ever been. And when they all started, we noticed it from a communication point of view and from a collaboration point of view. We really had to um, like take a step back and be like, actually, how are we going to manage this? So there were a few things that we started implementing to kind of bring back that collaboration in because now we've got this bigger team, we need to communicate better. And so that's one of the key things really is the communication side, like how you're communicating. Slack has been pretty good for that, but just having regular meetings in. We also don't want to do death by meeting because I've just come from a corporate environment and they just, oh, it's just horrendous for meetings. I just think they're so unnecessary. So we do meetings where necessary. Uh, We have two team meetings a week. And also we have a backlog. So we have like a massive Excel spreadsheet of like everything that's going on in the team. And we'll kind of like prioritize it and rag status it and just make sure that, you know, we've got like a list somewhere of what's going on. What's a rag status? Oh, sorry. It's banking terms. Rag status is um, red, amber, green. Oh, as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So it's just a method of saying like, how is this in a traffic light format? Yeah. Nice. so yes and trying to do team meetups as well so I've actually Jess and Bushra who were my first two employees they've been with us for over a year now I've only met them twice in person um it's quite crazy to think about that I mean you do you do build a relationship online but obviously it's it's it is much nicer when you can do have some face-to-face time so we did a team meetup this summer uh, we had uh, we just got together we did some axe throwing so it was good to do some team bonding but we also did some brainstorming together and that was awesome like it was just so nice just to kind of like generate ideas together and after that we've actually done more brainstorming sessions online so I think it's putting in the time to do idea generation as well as focusing on the kind of just black and white of like what's being done and what's not being done it's you know if you want to collaborate together you've got to put the effort in to get creative with the the different sessions you can you can do online yeah I think it's really easy when you're working remotely to get completely task focused Mm. and not 
hey, how are you focused or big picture focused? Because it's so easy just to look at what's on that spreadsheet, what's on the Asana board or the Trello board or, you know, whatever tool you're using and forget about those more personal and bigger picture stuff. So it sounds like you're you're doing a great job of that. And I love the idea of axe throwing. Oh, so good. (laughs) As a team team event. Very cool. Um, Now you're selling both via your Shopify store and via wholesale. Did you do both from day, obviously you did the Shopify store from day one. Did wholesale come along quite quickly or is that something you added in later? Actually added in later. I wish I'd done it earlier, but yeah, it came much later. So we'd I think the start of 2021, I started very manually doing wholesale. So I had a few a few customers that I worked with and extremely manual. Like I'd literally find them on Facebook, be speaking to them and then generate an invoice in Word and make it into a PDF and send it over. <laughs> and then like, I'd like, I get actually my, uh, my shipping was still done by my mum at that point. I hadn't moved into a warehouse. So it was incredibly manual and we wouldn't have been able to scale at the kind of, because of our operations. Uh, it wasn't until so I moved into a fulfillment warehouse in the August and then in October is when I signed up for FAIR. And again, kind of put all my current clients through it just to see how it went. They had some offers and, and things available, but it wasn't until the next year, the start of this year, 22, that we really started going hard on FAIR. Like we kind of realised the opportunity that that laid there because they were offering £300 for every new customer we signed up. So and we just we went hard on that. We've done I think we've done over four uh not four hundred, we've done over a hundred K in sales just through FAIR this year so far. Wow. And when uh we should say everyone, FAIR is spelled F A I R E and it's an yeah. online marketplace for finding wholesale customers. So when you say you went hard on FAIR, was that that you you continued your outreach to people you thought should stock you and then encouraged them to go to FAIR, or you kind of mined the FAIR marketplace itself? Um, not mind the marketplace itself because it's it's really when you go on it, it's almost like the wholesale version of Amazon. So brands are on there searching for you for different products and things to sell in their shops. So we can't outreach to them as such. But you know, if they find you, great. But the way you build up your presence on the marketplace is by bringing more customers to the platform. So basically, the more work you put in, the more customers you're going to generate and fair reward you for doing that. They've got an algorithm. It's all, you know, it's quite fancy how they do it. So yeah, when I say we kind of doubled down on fair is we tried we just did a massive burst in outreach and we put them all through fair so every single person we went out to we were like 300 pounds for free it's risk-free free returns free delivery just everyone go into that and we did very well from it because we um we found our niche which is podiatrists um really yeah yeah because bamboo socks are really good for your feet yeah so they like selling them as a product but we have the kind of saving the animals angle and we've got some very jazzy designs that just haven't really been seen as as much in the kind of I guess technical sock world usually they're quite boring socks and so they've loved them so we've got like most of those orders with podiatrists we put loads of them through it um so yeah we've we've done really well on that platform that deal has now finished and I think it's it's gone down to a hundred pounds so any new people we sign up is a hundred pounds um but what we're hoping now is we've got a massive I think we've got near 400 retailers now that stock our socks and we're hoping a lot of those will come back for Christmas um, and start being repeat long-term buyers. Excellent. It must be nice to have a a channel that operates so differently from the you know from selling to the consumers 
that where you can kind of start the relationship and that, that more one-to-one piece must be quite an interesting change of pace to doing the e-commerce marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the cost to acquire is nothing. Like essentially, I mean, it's our time like to, to find the customer. But once they're in, that is a hugely valuable, valuable customer. Like already they've spent £300. And then if they're ordering like maybe at least £100 each time, you know, the lifetime value of these customers can be huge. And we put a lot of time and effort into like nourishing those relationships. So everything we produce from a content point of view, we share with them, we make them posters, we make them point of sale stands. We really want them, you know, their success is our success. So we really want to help as much as we can. Excellent. And clearly with with that target market, the 10% to the endangered animal and, you know, the sustainability angle is working well and encouraging them in because it gives you that point of difference against everybody else. Do you find that's important for the end consumer who buys, buys via your Shopify site as well? Are they buying your socks because they're cool socks or are they buying them because of the um, the ethical side to it? So when we kind of review our customer verbatim, so whether that's social media or reviews or just any kind of touch point where the customer has fed back to us, most of them will say that they love this donating back to charity. So we are really making the assumption that they buy because of that. They just love that. Like it's and a, a lot of customers are buying it as a gift as well. Like socks typically are a really nice gift at Christmas. Uh, Christmas is a huge time of year for us. And so it's a nice story to be able to give someone, especially if someone like loves puffins and you can give them a sock with cute little puffins on it. And also it helps save puffins. Like it's just such a nice little story wrapped up in that product. So, yeah. So I think we bring them in because of the sustainability piece, but they stay because of that, but also because of the quality of the product. So that's coming through in our reviews that I think they buy it because they like it, but then they don't maybe don't expect it to be as good quality as it is. So that's something we really pin our hat on is how good quality the socks are as well, because you might buy it as a gimmick, as a one-off, but if it's not good quality, they're probably not going to come back. But we do get quite a lot of repeat orders. Um, So yeah, I think it's good that we have both of those things because it's nice to have the sustainability element, but if it's not a quality product, then you're not, you know, it's not sustainable, really. No, no, it has to be the the longevity of the product is as important as yeah. the creation of the product fundamentally. <laughs> um, so we, you mentioned earlier about, you know, how you started off the wholesale quite scrappily and then you, uh, you know, you took it to a more professional level and you've done a similar kind of thing with your whole accounting thing, not just the invoices that go out to the wholesalers. And we should mention this because it was the lovely Akash at Awesome who has referred you to us. So, and I know that that you guys are, you know, really loving that accounting platform. Why did you decide to upgrade your accountancy, I suppose? And and how does that, the, the good, accurate, fast data help you? Oh, it's such a good question because we've kind of been we've been so up and down on our accounting over the last four years. So I started doing it myself when I first hired an accountant, just kind of you kind of bog standard like accountant down the road type thing, like bricks and mortar. Uh, she had to resubmit all my previous accounts because I'd done them wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> such a waste of time and money. So I just wish I'd done it from the start. But when you first start out, you don't really want to spend the money outsourcing things. So it was just a learning curve for me. Um, one thing I did do was for the whole of 2021, I had a massive spreadsheet. I called it my daily daily P&L, so my profit and loss. And I just had a record of 
everything in one place it was incredibly manual like I was literally kind of pulling across stuff from Shopify like just any sale any sale to a friend Etsy wherever I was selling maybe a manual wholesale order all the cost of goods all the packaging all the shipping like everything in there because basically it just told me like what is my business doing I mean that was good it was super manual it took a lot of my time but at the same time um, I went for investment that year and I think it really helped that I was so deep into the numbers that they could have asked me any question and I'd have just known don't do that anymore absolutely do not have the time for it um (laughs) so we've moved to like we've got our accounting software with zero and then obviously that plugs in with awesome being our actual accountants who do our bookkeeping and you know file their accounts and you know do our VAT returns and all that really important stuff and I would say the move from the first accountant to awesome was um accelerated because we were really struggling to account from an e-commerce perspective so this is i guess a really interesting problem that maybe others out there have is this we have like an added layer of complexity where we have so many different platforms we've got our account for possibly account for vat and all these different platforms as well and i was trying to at first i put in some software called a2x and it's meant to link your shopify to your bank account to your zero so basically everything talks to each other's and I just had no idea how to use it. My accountant had no idea how to use it. So the the learn there is if you're going to get an accountant, make sure they are an e-commerce accountant or have like some level of understanding because there really is like a bit of a jump between kind of like a normal business and e-commerce. So yeah, basically awesome have come in and have had to do a lot of work to fix our accounts uh, because I messed it up because I didn't know what I was doing. Didn't have the support from an accountant who knew enough about e-commerce. So yeah I just they're worth their weight in gold at this point they've spent so much time on our accounts it's ridiculous <laughs> e-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector here's a reminder of who they are do you manage your product data in constantly crashing spreadsheets do you regularly lose product data when the spreadsheet gets accidentally overwritten by one of the team Is keeping track of your product images, including all that lovely UGC, really hard work? Then you need a PIM. And the PIM you need is Plytix, P-L-Y-T-I-X. Voted the number one PIM for SMBs because of the fair price, easy to use interface and unbeatable support. Plytix gives you a single source of truth for all your product data, easily accessed by your whole team. Everything, including written copy, dimensions, photos, videos, PDFs, etc., is all saved in the same place. And auto-updating feeds make keeping your website accurate a breeze. Plytix have a free forever plan, so you can sign up for your free PIM account and get a demo right now at plytix.com forward slash masterplan. That's P-L-Y-T-I-X dot com forward slash masterplan. And if you decide to upgrade, e-commerce masterplan listeners get a whopping 50% off their first year. I want to tell you about Awesome, spelt O-S-O-M-E. They are the experts in organising your e-commerce business accounts so you don't have to worry about filing company reports or paying taxes on time. 
Awesome accountants take care of all your finance admin and are on hand to answer your questions. It's really easy to link your online store, bank accounts and payment systems to the Awesome app, which then keeps track of your spending, profits and financial performance in real time, giving you peace of mind and saving you time too. Plus, using the Awesome system will save your business thousands of pounds every year. To get a demo and find out how much time and money Awesome could save you, go to ecmp.info forward slash awesome, fill in your details and hit the let's go button. Make sure you use the link ecmp.info forward slash awesome, that's O-S-O-M-E, as it will automatically add a coupon to save you £110. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Lucy, are you ready for the top tips? Absolutely. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Uh, The Grid by Matt Watkinson. It's a very good book that could um, gives you a very, very good structure of looking at the strategy of your business and like communicating it with others. Not one I've heard about. So I'm going to have to go and have a look at that as soon as we finish this recording. Yeah. Uh, the traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? So for this one, I've said third parties. And what I mean by that is things like marketplaces, whether it's, you know, Etsy, B2C type marketplace or a wholesale marketplace like FAIR. And I think I disregarded them initially because some of them can take a bit of a steep commission from you. But actually, it's a guaranteed sale and the commission is usually less than the cost to acquire on like Facebook or Google or something like that. So it's a way more profitable channel and it's guaranteed sales before. It's usually free to list. So it's a guaranteed sale. You only pay once you've, you know, taken an order. So we're, we've really doubled down on those channels this year. Yeah, I think it's something which brands are increasingly doing now is it's, it's rare we come across someone who's only selling via their own website. There's yeah. always all these other places because the key is to get in front of the customer. That's Absolutely. the thing. Okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? So there's a lot of these out there, but we use a social media scheduling tool called Planoly. So it's P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. And the reason I'm like showing that one is because I thought about moving to a different one, maybe Hootsuite or something like that. Oh my goodness, they're so expensive. But Planoly... It's free to start with, and then I think it's £9 a month, and it does the job, and they're adding more functionality like every now and then as well. So I think it's just good, it works, and it's way cheaper than others I've found. Yeah, social media scheduling stuff is well worth shopping around on. Yeah. Um, I would highly, I'm going to add one in myself here, which is uh, I am addicted to a site called AppSumo, where you can buy various software on a lifetime deal. And they've always got a social media scheduling tool. So if you want to go even lower, um, head to uh, appsumo.com where you will, where you, you know, there'll probably be some social media planner on there that you can buy for $70 and that's it forever. That's so um, good. Yeah. 
before okay. Lucy runs off to look on AppSumo yeah. <laughs> and see what's there, um, we'll go for the next question, which is the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? So I've said for this to make sure you manage your bottlenecks because every growth step I've had where we've kind of gone to the next level is where we've looked at where our bottlenecks are and then outsource them <laughs> so it was either the accounting or the uh, warehouse fulfillment where I've maybe uh, not necessarily outsourced I might have hired into a role as well but at the end of the day a lot of these most of these e-commerce businesses will be someone like me that has just started it by themselves so you are your own bottleneck so I think it's just kind of being very aware of that and working out where you'd next outsource and being prepared for it because you, when you want to outsource you usually want to outsource quite quickly it just suddenly happens so you want to be prepared for that. <laughs> Oh yeah, as an owner, it's so easy to be the biggest bottleneck forever. Yeah. So I right? love love that tip. Um, Lucy, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social, please? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is bearkind.com. My Instagram, which is where well, we're very active on our Instagram, so that's just bearkind as well, which is B-A-R-E-K-I-N-D. And also hit me up on LinkedIn as well. So Lucy Jeffrey, you'll you'll be able to find me on there. I'm uh, happy to connect with people. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lucy, for coming on the podcast today. You shared so much practical, super sound advice. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Chloe. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Wow. Hasn't Lucy just got her head screwed on right? I am really excited to see where she takes Bearkind over this year and beyond, because I think um, such sound thoughts around business and the processes she's putting in and how she's bringing her team together. Uh, you know, the way she's, you know, tracking after the marketing that's working for her, sorting out the accounts, you know, not not afraid to admit she's wrong and improve things. I'm, I'm very excited to see where she goes. I think what an, a nugget of advice around FAIR. I know a lot of you are designing your own products and you're working on that wholesale piece and as well as on the direct to consumer piece. The way they're they're working the fair platform and taking advantage of that money to um, uh, money for the wholesaler to buy the product to try you out, I think is genius. Four hundred wholesale customers she's got on that platform, and they're a pretty much global operation. So it's you know other it's, this isn't a UK specific thing. Uh, Cool. Very, very cool. Uh, you can get your hands on our notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or use our special director episode links. Just put ecmp.info forward slash episode number. So ecmp.info forward slash 402 for this one into the URL bar and you will go straight to the correct page of the website. Once you get to the website, please do add yourself to our email list because we share loads of stuff um, via our newsletter to help you improve your business. If you like this episode, then you can find all our fashion-focused episodes, because socks are fashion too, at ecmp.info forward slash fashion. So that's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash fashion. Simple as that. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every single week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your businesses. 
So if you know someone this show can help, please, please, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a brilliant week and do not forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan.